Ah, yes, The Tornadoes with Telstar, their number one hit song from way back when, dedicated to the first U.S. telecommunications satellite. And I'll have more about satellites in just a sec, but first, allow me to say greetings and welcome to the Continental Drift. I'm Andy Valver. So, let's talk about satellites. According to the Radio Free Europe website, a senior official from Russia's foreign ministry warned that Western commercial satellites could become legitimate targets for Moscow if they were involved in the war in Ukraine. Well, guess what? They already are. Twitter boy Elon Musk has put up a bunch called Starlink to keep Ukraine connected. The Russians, of course, don't like this. So now the Russians are threatening to move the Ukraine war into space. And this is a significant threat. Why? I'll explain. Okay, first, let's talk about what's up there in Earth orbit. According to the Union of Concerned Scientists, at last count, there are more than 6,542 satellites up there. Half of them are still active. That number is from last year, so there are probably more now. According to a NASA and European Space Agency report, there is a lot of space junk, too. According to NASA, that consists of stuff like tiny flecks of paint from spacecraft, parts of rockets and satellites that are either dead or lost, as well as objects that are the result of explosions in space. And they keep track of it all, right down to the tiniest little thing. And that stuff is moving fast, some of it as fast as 56,000 kilometers per hour. And so if some hothead starts shooting at satellites and starts blowing them up, well, then we have a huge problem. Because once debris starts moving around, the odds of it hitting something else is pretty good because it's crowded up there. And it could cause a chain reaction. Now, attacking commercial satellites, no matter which country they belong to, on purpose will cause chaos. I'm talking real chaos. For starters, satellites run our television, so no more days of our lives. Our GPS systems rely on satellites. Anyone want to go back to reading a map while driving? You think texting is dangerous? Oh. That's right, there won't be any more texting because the satellites are gone. What else is gone? Online purchases. Some internet systems would continue to work for a bit, but eventually it would grind to a halt. What else, you ask? Ah, using credit cards at restaurants and stores. So now the global economy grinds to a halt. What else? Air travel. No satellite navigation, no air travel. So essentially, by losing satellites, we suddenly get tossed back into the 50s. Whether it's the 1950s or the 1850s remains to be seen. I guess what I'm saying is that even bluffing about something like taking out satellites is something to be taken very seriously. What else? So the right-wing nutjobs are raising their pointed little heads in the Czech Republic. Last week, Thousands of people took to the streets in the Czech capital to protest high prices, for which they blame the center-right government's focus on supporting Ukraine against the Russian invasion. The organizers of the Czech Republic First protest are a mixture of various, mostly far-right fringe groups 
with pro-Kremlin and anti-vaccine tendencies. Ah, sounds a bit like former U.S. President Donald Trump. And it's his nationalist slogan, right? America first? Yeah, Czech Republic first. Man, that Trump creature. He's just like a pandemic. It infects globally. Anyway, the demonstration took place in Prague's Wenceslas Square and coincided with the October 28th national holiday marking the formation of Czechoslovakia in 1918. This is the same Czech Republic that was home to Václav Havel, who was the huge anti-Soviet hero and first president of a free Czech Republic. Probably rolling in his grave now. Anyway, they, along with the Poles, were one of the first to start protesting the Soviet presence. And now, the Czechs, or some of them, are siding with Russia, voluntarily. At what point do you think to yourself, yeah, I'm going to support the guy who bombs shopping centers and apartment buildings? Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Next up is an interesting item. I first read about it in an article from the Associated Press. The article claimed that the Chinese government has opened a couple of police stations in the Netherlands, one in Rotterdam and the other in Amsterdam. Of course, the Chinese government claims that these are merely service centers where people can renew driver's licenses and register a change of marital status. Digging a little deeper, I found that this is not just a one-off in the Netherlands. According to an article in Newsweek, China has established 54 overseas police service centers, in quotation marks, across five continents, 25 cities, and 21 countries as of June 21st. Newsweek is quoting from a Spain-based NGO called Safeguard Defenders. Now, I'm sure that there is a service function to it, but there are those who claim that these centers are used to keep an eye on dissidents and pressure them to go home. The Chinese claim that they have persuaded 230,000 people to return home. Either way, it's creepy. Here's an item that shows why I like Germany. A Reuters piece claimed last week that the Germans have reduced their use of gas 30%. See, the German government warned that there will be gas shortages this winter and encouraged people to conserve. The gas shortage is, of course, due to the Nord Stream pipelines being blown up and less gas coming from Russia as well. Those Germans, just as a whole, cut down. Boom, just like that. And speaking of the Nord Stream pipeline, the Russian government, without offering any evidence, now says that it was the British Navy who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And if you wait a week, the Russians will probably blame Grand Fenwick. Anyway, hopefully we won't need a lot of gas this winter. It's been a really mild October here on the continent, almost summer-like. I hope Mother Nature isn't toying with us and then slams a brutally cold winter at us. We'll keep a good thought. And finally, if anyone is paying attention, the UK has a new prime minister. I'm not going to memorize his name just yet because at the rate they're going, there'll probably be a new one next week. It appears that being PM there is just a temp job. And we've all done temp jobs in our time. That's it for this week. Thanks for giving me some of your precious time. I'm Andy Valver. I'll see you next week on The Continental Drift.